I'm Natasha from Bright Spark Consulting, and I'm a career and life coach. My goal is to help individuals feel more confident in the world of work. If you want to build your confidence, and you just need some tools to help you discover what that confidence looks like to you, email me at info at brightsproutconsulting.co.za. If you're not quite ready to start a coaching journey, follow me on social media as I share my top tips for how to build your confidence. You can find me on Instagram at Natasha from Bright Sprout, YouTube and Facebook at Natasha from Bright Sprout Consulting. Welcome back to Herbold Story with me, Inga Davids. This is a podcast focused on bringing you inspirational stories from women of influence on the topics of leadership, career, empowerment, and everything else. If you're new here, then welcome. If you've been here for a while, then thanks for sticking with us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I do. Our phenomenal woman today is a business analyst, mentor, coach, blogger, and author. Definitely a Jill of all trades. A warm welcome to Paula Bell. I'm excited to kick off our conversation today. Thank you for having me, Inga. It's great to always connect with you. Great to connect mm. with you. We've known each other for, for probably a year now. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to have you on the call this one-on-one time. You are a woman that has built a brand, a, quite a formidable brand, a brand, I think, within industry that is well-known and that is trusted, um, that is credible. And I think for many listeners today, I think that's an interesting topic around how do you build your own personal brand? How do you build your business brand? And that's exactly why I've reached out to you personally before. And this is why I wanted to get your insight um, to share some of the learnings and the lessons and the teachings you have imparted with me, but more broadly to the listeners today. So let's jump in. What is personal branding to you? or business branding also, and why is it important? Well, when you think about personal branding, personal branding, or even business branding, Mm -hmm. is the practice of individuals or organizations marketing themselves as a brand. And for me, from a personal perspective, your brand is made up of your image, your mission, your vision, and your values. And to me, these are the core areas that help in framing and defining who you are, what you believe, what you value, and where you want to go. So if you think of those four pieces, image, right, is how you perceive yourself and how others perceive you. And then you have your mission, which brings focus and purpose to your life. And this is the part where people live a fulfilling life. And it's the thing that lights a fire in you that you're excited about. And then you have your values, which a lot of us have gained a lot of our beliefs and ideals from childhood. And we've taken those things that we've learned from childhood into adulthood. Uh, We might have changed some of our perspective on some things based on our life journey, but we still have those fundamental pieces of that fabric, that DNA of values that holds us together. It's essentially the central part of who you are. And I know you mentioned that I have a business as well. Mm. So my, my business 
brand is centered a lot around martial arts, right? So mm-hmm. I'm the BA martial artist and my professional brand. And now I have this fitness brand that I didn't ever think I was going to get into, but the Ninja mm-hmm. P fitness brand, right? And so when I think about martial arts, when we do martial arts, everything is from your core. So you, you've got to be centered, right? And that's pretty mm-hmm. much in life as well. So having that central part of knowing who you are is really fundamental. And then your vision, like where do you want to be in the future? What are you striving toward? What do you want to do with, with, with your life? Now, understanding these aspects of branding is important for a few reasons. It's important because the way you carry yourself and conduct yourself is what you are known by. So if you think about the organization or the company Apple, right? I have a lot of Apple products. I am not a speaker on behalf of Apple. I am not trying to sell their products, but it's just a, I personally think a product that everybody's aware of, right? So as you know, Apple products are not cheap. They are quite expensive, right? But Apple has such a brand behind them, behind that Apple sign, that people will spend whatever it is to get that latest product because they're known for quality and they're known for what they produce with leading edge technologies and innovation. They have a sleek look. Even the Mm -hmm. way they package their products are really Apple specific down to that detail, right? And so when you think of Apple, whether you've had a good experience or a bad experience, I know there's some people who can't stand Apple and there's some people who can, right? But Mm -hmm. that's the brand that they're known by. And that's what you want too as a person. You are not going to be for everyone. So I need people to understand that. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to connect with you because we're all different and bring differences Mm -hmm. to the table. But you do want your brand to be authentic and a true reflection of who you are. You want to be known by those characteristics and hopefully they're as positive as possible. You want to be known by how you present yourself, how you behave, who you surround yourself with is just Mm -hmm. as important because you will be made, there'll be a connection and you will be known by the company that you keep, unfortunately, because you have those sort of observations and judgments and biases that come up from from others. And it's always important that you're projecting who you want people to see you as and know you as. That doesn't mean you have to be 100% on. That doesn't mean you have you're going to be 100% perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But you do want to make sure that in every interaction and in everything that you're doing, how you want people to perceive you based on how you perceive yourself, you want that to show in every single one of those interactions because again, that's what you're going to be known by. And that could either be a positive thing or a negative thing, Mm -hmm. depending on who you're, you're impacting. So it's important to know who you are. And a lot of people don't, I do life coaching as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people who really don't know what they want to do in the future or don't know what their brand is or don't know who they are. They have a really hard time talking about themselves, but if you don't even know who you are, how are you out there helping other people? (laughs) <laughs> you, I mean, you're, yeah. you're your foundation, right? So you have to be able to know who you are and what you want people to know you as and perceive you as to make the impact that you want to have. Mm-hmm. I love so that was a I long-winded love... answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> so much goodness um, and a great segue, actually, because to your point of you have to know yourself before you can basically sell or project or market who you are. So 
I mean, tell us a bit about your own journey with personal branding. How, how did this start for you? I mean, you spoke about vision. You spoke about knowing yourself. You spoke about values. You spoke about how you want, how you perceive yourself and how you want other people to perceive yourself. So what kind of kickstarted needing to really grow or cement or build a brand for yourself and how has it served you? So I started really focusing on my personal brand in 2009. And that's when I knew I wanted to get out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and get to get more involved in the business analysis speaking train, as I like to call it. Now, what's <laughs> funny about that, I don't like public speaking. So when people see me, they don't believe me when I say that because they're like, you're engaging and you're great at what you do. But you also have to understand, remember when I had just mentioned a lot of your values and beliefs and ideals come from when you were a child. Mm. Well, when I was a child, I had a stuttering problem. Mm. And so I would like to try and get my thoughts out. They just want to come out right. And Mm. I was really self-conscious of that. So I didn't really like to speak in front of people. Yeah. But I did know that I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of expertise. I've been in a lot of different industries. There's a lot of things that I've gained and I wanted to share my knowledge with others to help them grow because that was my passion. My motto, as you know, Inga, is to inspire, Mm -hmm. motivate, and encourage. That's That's just me. That's what I like to do. I've went through some things in life where I've had some hard times just like everybody else. I've had some trauma, things of that nature. And I know what it's like to be in a really dark place And if I can help people get out of that dark place and find that light to be that purpose and fulfill their purpose on life, I feel that I've done what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And so in 2009, I said, let's start with speaking totally out of my comfort zone. And I didn't know what I was doing. I, I had some mentors who helped me along the way. And I watched and I observed and I figured out what I needed to do. And my first couple of speaking engagements wasn't really that great. They weren't bad, but they weren't great. I wasn't one of those people that everybody's like, oh, we need to get Paula Bell to speak at a conference, right? I wasn't like a like a, a John Maxwell or, mm. or, or one of the big people, right? So, but I wanted to share what, what I had. So in 2009, I started doing BA speaking conferences, well, speaking at BA conferences. However, it just seemed like I was just talking about the same old, same old. There was nothing that really made me different from everybody Mm. else, right? So I just continued on, kept doing my thing. And then in 2011, 2012 timeframe, I started taking up martial arts. And what I began to realize as I started to do martial arts, and I really did it because of my kids. My son was in it first, and then my daughter was in it. And then I was like, the instructors were like, well, since you're here, you may as well join too. So I jumped in and I began to realize that as I continued to do martial arts, I started to use martial arts concepts and everything that I did. So again, martial arts is very mental, is Mm -hmm. not totally physical. So there were a lot of things that I was learning about myself, uh, about the art itself. And I was training my mind. I was getting my mind back right to do exactly what I wanted it to do. Not what other people wanted it to do, but what I wanted it to do. So I actually rebranded myself in 2016. I had this epiphany one morning at two o'clock in the morning, taking a shower. Do not ask me why I was up at two o'clock in the morning, taking a shower. (laughs) I have no clue. But I had this epiphany on meshing martial arts and business analysis. And that's how I became the BA martial artist. I meshed Mm. two things that I was passionate about together. And I showed the how they integrated with with each other. 
And so it was then where I was like, this is different because Mm -hmm. this isn't something that anybody's ever done. So it's a little bit different. And I did have my skeptics as well, but it, it was a little different. And so what I realized when I did that, people may not remember my name. They remembered me for two things. When I had long braids, they remember me by the woman with the braids, or they remember me as that martial arts person. Who does that martial arts stuff? Yeah, who breaks boards, right? That's what they remember me as. If they don't remember my name, they'll remember that. And so it served me well in in that because people have grown to know that if I'm on, if, if Paula Bell is speaking, there's probably going to be board breaking or yes. some aspect of martial arts in, interwoven into that presentation. And it served me very well to the point now that I've even named my fitness af- after some aspect of martial arts as well. And I'm able to bring my brand, myself to the table in a different way that mm. people can experience differently. So that's really how my journey began as rebranding myself. Prior to 2009, though, For those out there who may be feeling like this too, I was quite broken. So Mm -hmm. I had gone through some really rough times from 1995 to probably about 2008. I had some bumps and things. And at one point in about 1995, 1996, I went through a really bad depression. It hit again in 2014. And so Mm -hmm. I went through some stuff like like that with just things that were going on in life. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you just lose your way. And you don't really know who you are and you're trying to figure Mm -hmm. all that out again. You might have lost pieces of you along the way because you were either catering to somebody else's ideal of who you should be or just catering to somebody else's issues and not spending time on yourself. So 2014 Mm -hmm. was a pivotal year for me, too, because that's when I took time to do self-introspection and self-reflection. And every year now, I take the last two weeks of the year off to just get some Paula time to just do mm-hmm. some, just to do some self-reflection, self-care, because we all need that. And I do it throughout the year, but I'm real intentional on those last two weeks to where I just sit back and I just reflect on what's occurred, what would I like to see different, all of that good mm-hmm. stuff. And that's really helped to keep me grounded. So if there's one thing I would say is, even when you come up with your personal brand, if you don't have one, or you want to refine it. You always are refreshing it. You're always looking at it and making sure that it's really being authentic to who you are because you change. And so you want to make sure that you're not ever putting up this facade as life is changing, as you as things are happening Mm. in life, as you grow, uh, things change. And and I check myself every year to make sure that my my brand is really authentic and genuine of who I am. And then I'm very vulnerable. If I'm not together, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not together. I'm I'm not, mm. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not here. I'm not where I want to be because I'm, I'm imperfect, just like everybody else, flaws and all. But you just have to be true to yourself and authentic. So that's a little bit about my own personal journey. It's been very intentional. Let me put it that mm. way. And a lot of, a lot of uh, attention to it. Yes, I like that. The intentional aspect and the attention and taking the time um, mm-hmm. to your point of reflection. But you've actually touched on two of the questions that I want to actually ask you, Vola, and you're jumping ahead, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, I mean, I have to ask because it's actually one of the questions. I mean, you spoke about rebranding, being your authentic self, where you find yourself in your in, in your life stages. So as part of that evolution, it's part of the game. So how often, I mean, you've touched on it, but how often have you had to rebrand 
Um, you've touched on it a bit, but maybe we can go into a bit deeper. But why have you done the rebranding or where does this often stem from? Do you have a practice around, you know, to your point of two weeks at the end of the year, the reflection point, do we rebrand for the next year? Can you tell us a bit about that? So, sure. So rebranding does happen depending on, on where you want to go and what your your mm-hmm. vision is, right? And where you want to go. However, my brand has really been foundationally the same. The way I deliver it might be a little bit different, but my brand really hasn't changed too much. My my mm. brand really is that I want people to see when they see me or hear about Paula Bell. Yes, yeah, she's the one that will inspire, motivate, and encourage you. She will help you get to that next level, whether in your career or in your personal life. She's genuine. She's authentic. She's real. She's non-judgmental. Mm. Those are the things that I want people to always know about me and feel about me, that they can talk to me about anything, knowing that whatever they talk to me about, whether it's in life coaching or professional coaching, it stays within us as confidential. And you can trust me and, and I'm credible and I'm doing everything I can to make sure I bring the best service to, to my clients by continually getting education, continually researching, doing those sort of things. So when I think about when I take that time off at the end of the year and I do that brand, that rethinking and I, and I look at my brand, am I being true to not only Mm. myself, but to everybody that I serve? And is my brand truly coming out the way I want it to, to come out? And am I really serving in that way? Or do I have some areas that I need to reevaluate because it's not coming out that way, or I'm not being true to myself and I'm not servicing my clients the way I would like to service them. So for me, the biggest thing for me is to do that self-reflection at the end of the two weeks. But I also am part and lead a mastermind group that meets twice a a month. And it's a minority entrepreneurial mastermind group who keeps Mm -hmm. me grounded and accountable. So though I created it in 2016, and this makes five years this year, which is amazing to me. and And I've had some people who've been with me for the entire five years. And it's been amazing just being able to have that sort of people around me. Like I said, it's really important that you mm-hmm. know who are around you and who surround you. So just having that sort of of accountability and that sort of camaraderie is huge. And they help to make sure that I stay grounded and my mm-hmm. brand is coming out. Now, I don't want people to confuse their brand, their personal brand with like, if you are an entrepreneur or you're working with all of the skills and the talents that you have and the products and stuff that you offer, your brand is part of your DNA. It's part of the fabric of who you are. So regardless of what you're doing, whether you're working in corporate, whether you're volunteering at an event, whether you're helping your kids, your brand needs to be consistent. That's what you should be known as, right? So a lot of people don't know. They they try and create their brand off of what they're talented at doing or what they're skilled at doing. That's a part of it, but that's not all of it. So you have to go a little bit deeper on what what do you want to be known by? You know, what do you want people to see you by? And so that's where I always step back and I do that reflection. Am I really coming off as that person who inspires others, who motivates mm. others, who encourages others? And if I'm not, why am I not coming off that way? So that's some of the things that I do. And honestly, Inga, I just take some time for self-care. I get a massage every month. I take <laughs> that massage as a time to just decompress and just, you know, you got to do stuff that you like that allows you 
to just be you for a moment, because mm. depending on what you do, people are pulling on you all the time. And so sometimes yes. you just need that time to just get away from everybody so that you can think. And times of meditation, massages, those sort of things, even if it's just for that hour, gives you that time to just just decompress, just get back to you, get into that Zen. And then you can mm. figure out, you know, you come out of there clearer, hopefully, on, on what you want to do. So whatever it takes to get you some self-care is what I would advise people to do. What does it take for you to just get into a point where you can just be silent and just mm. focus on you, not worrying about anybody else around you? Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of self-care. I'm still trying to get that right, Paula, with at least the one, <laughs> you know, the diarized one appointment with yourself, the monthly mm-hmm. diary session with yourself, whatever that is, like you're saying, your nails, massage, just quiet time for right. you. Um, mm-hmm. But prioritizing that, I think, yes, we often get bogged down with, you know, we want to achieve so much, we want to do so much, we have to build this brand and the consistency and everything else. And then you you lose that time to to draw yourself towards yourself, to create the space, I guess, to create, to bring your best self about um, and to deliver that high quality, whatever that may be. You know, you said since 2016, it's been kind of the BA martial artist. But you also have professional and life coaching, you mentioned. And, you know, for me, looking or observing you, it seems like you've harnessed your brand beyond just business analysis. Though the the brand says be a martial artist, it is more than that. So how did you manage to kind of do that? How did you manage to expand into that authentic self of Paula being able to motivate, inspire and encourage? Now, that's a great question. So I've thought about that a lot, right? So yes, you when you know me, you know me as the BA martial artist. Some mm. of that is because that was the only handle available at the mm. time I came up with. The, <laughs> with I didn't Fair have enough. many options, right? Fair enough. Uh, and it, it sticks, it sticks. But if you think about all the other things that I offer, I'm really mm. in six domains and I've always been in these six domains. So business analysis is one, project mm. management, leadership. Mm-hmm. diversity, equity, and inclusion, career development, and self-improvement. All mm-hmm. of that relates back to a BA. Yes, All of it relates back. At some point, you are probably going to be working with people who don't think like you, who aren't like mm-hmm. you, who are in different countries, diversity, equity, and inclusion. At some point, you're probably going to want to advance your career, whether you want to be a senior BA or you want to be mm-hmm. a product owner or you want to be a BA manager. Uh, there's your career development path. At some point, you might get to a point where you're a mid-career professional and you're in a rut and you're trying to figure out what on earth do I want to do with my life now that I've done all these things. I thought this is what I wanted to do, but now I I need something a little bit more meaningful and deeper. There goes your self-development, which is my life coaching part of it, Mm. where you might actually change your entire career and but leverage the skills that you have gained from doing BA work. You work with project managers and sometimes you might wear the hat of a project manager. So you, so you're doing, you know, project management work so I can help in that arena and then all BAs are leaders. You do not have to have a title of a manager to be a leader. You are leading the requirements effort in some shape or form or multiple part, portions of that project. So it all mm-hmm. interrelates. So what essentially happened is I was working in all of these spaces. People were coming to me for resume and interviewing. 
tips and techniques. Mm -hmm. People were coming to me for leadership coaching. People were coming to me for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that really went crazy in 2020 when everything that happened in, in 2020, especially here in the U.S. So essentially all I did was just expand to where it's more focused. You have more focused things to do. And when it got to self, the self-development and improvement piece, the reason I went into life coaching, I've always wanted to go into life coaching and, and I am a master life coach and have many mm-hmm. different certifications in life coaching. But what I realized is that people just weren't happy. And the, the year that that was very evident to me was it was either 2017 or 2018 when I did a workshop here in the States. Mm. And in this workshop, it was all about pretty much leading yourself in career development. And I had individuals at the very beginning sort of look into a, a mirror, whether it was on their phone or what have you, just look into a mirror, look at themselves and give me adjectives that describe themselves. 80% of those adjectives were negative. Sure. They weren't positive at all. I had people saying, that they were worthless, sure. that they didn't feel like they added any value, uh, that um, they they felt that they were a failure, right? So wow. these are people that you're working with day in and day out, mm-hmm. and this is how they feel about themselves. So when I started to see that, I was like, this is deeper than just learning a BA technique. This is mm-hmm. deeper than just learning the discipline or do- the domain. I need to get to the people because if I don't get to the people and get them to where they are motivated and inspired and encouraged within themselves, that's going to eventually show in your work. How do I know? Because I was there. I know what it's like to go through a depression mm-hmm. and to wake up every morning and not feel like getting up out of bed and not feel like doing anything or not feel that you're worth anything or what you do is valued and trying to Mm. work through that. The energy you use just to try and get through your day and then actually the energy you have to use to get through your day is too much. I wanted a space for people to just be able to work on them. Forget about corporate America for a minute, okay? Forget about all these people who are pulling on you because if mm-hmm. you're not right and you're not good and you're not healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you're not going to be as impactful to all these other things that you're doing. So I wanted to get to the heart because I know what it feels like to be in that dark space. And so that's where I took a lot of energy and went into life coaching to help people. What? Cause I would ask people, what do you want to do? I don't know. I just want to do something in business analysis. That's too broad. What do you want mm. to do? What is your purpose in life? Well, I don't know. What are you passionate about? Because passion is just a child of purpose. Your purpose is greater than your passion. Mm. Because you can be passionate about many things, but that doesn't mean that's your purpose. Right? Yes. So okay. So what are some of the things that, that you love to do that brings you enjoyment? Okay. So what do you feel within yourself is your purpose? People couldn't tell me. Right. So you have people who are just going to work just to go to work, but they don't really feel as if they're what they're doing is really valued or they're bringing value or whatnot. So I wanted to get to the people. That's how my life coaching came about, because I saw there was a need there and there's not many people who spend time there. When you go to a lot of these BA conferences, you don't spend time in the in the self-development. You don't spend time in unless the only time you really spend time doing that is your motivational speakers. And half the time your motivational speakers can't even do motivational speaking no more (laughs) because they want something more the technical because this is the hottest topic, right? But you got to get to the people. You have to get to the heart of the people because at the end of the day, without the people, you're not going to get this work done. 
So I, I can't tell you how many conferences that I submitted for motivational speaking, and that's not what they choose. They don't choose mm-hmm. the part about the people. They choose the technical aspect. And I'm yes. like, you're missing the mark of motivational speaking, right? <laughs> should I should for be sure. pumping people up and getting them ready. And sometimes I'm able to do that, and sometimes I'm not. So it's it's more of I wanted a space. So my company now has totally went holistic as of two mm-hmm. weeks ago. I've changed my whole website. So my company now is Mind, Body, and Soul. So the mind part is all on life coaching. The body's on the fitness, which I do that now too. And then the soul is your professional domain. That's where you want to hit those things that make you feel good. But it's a one-stop shop now. I want to hit mind, body, and soul. It's not just about teaching you the latest BA technique. It's about helping you be the best person you can be to bring forth the value to the organization. Because again, you are the core. So you are that foundation. If that's not strong, that's going to be an issue. So that's how mm-hmm. my company has went beyond just the BA martial artist. It organically happened. It wasn't something I thought somebody would have told me I would be teaching extreme hip hop step aerobics in 2021. <laughs> and I would have been certified to do that. I would have been like, whatever. But that's what I'm doing. So it just organically happened. It's just mind, body and soul. Uh, I love that. And I'm excited. I'm truly excited for this next chapter. And it's such a great progression, like you're saying, of the brand, but it's come authentically. It it hasn't been forced. It's just, this is where you find yourself when you've reevaluated where you are. But Paula, you've also touched on a good point. The time that it takes to create your brand, where do you find the time apart from the two weeks of reflection? <laughs> <laughs> well, So think about it this way. Most people, when they have goals, they don't, a lot of them don't achieve half the goals that they put out for a couple Mm. of reasons. Number one, they create goals that are too lofty and they're overwhelming and they don't chunk it up to be able to get through those goals and Mm. to really figure out what they want to achieve in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, right? So a lot of times, a lot of people just don't spend the time. If you even think about just just writing a goal seems overwhelming. Now you're asking me to do a brand. Now you're asking me to actually <laughs> spend time thinking about myself. Yes. What I recommend to people is this. So number one, you're not going to create your brand unless you really know it. I, I don't think you're going to create your brand in 24 hours. I mean, you have to be mm. really intentional on creating your brand. You really have to dig deep and understand, again, those four pieces that I said, your image, your vision, your values. Um, and your mission. And you really need to understand that. And that requires you to take some time and just reflect. Mm -hmm. So just like anything, you make time for what you want to make time for. There's time. There's time in the day. There's time in the week. There's time in the month. It's just, is that your priority? And you have to make that time and you have to be unapologetic for it. And you have to let people know this is my time. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily, if you're going on vacation, that's the greatest time to sit down and try and come up with your personal brand because you're trying to decompress, right? You're trying to get away from the thinking and everything. However, some people find that if they're in certain environments and they're calm, like in front of a beach, that's when they start to reflect and think about things. So sometimes it's just getting into that right environment, Mm -hmm. but you have to make the timing. There's no, just like with everything else, there's no getting around it. You literally have to sit down and make the time and tell people to leave you alone. If that means you need to go to a hotel for a weekend to get away from family and friends and any other distraction, book a hotel for the weekend and say, this is your weekend that you're going to focus on you. There's Mm. nothing wrong with that. Just focus on you. 
And as you know, I'm busy. Well, I, I don't yeah. like the word busy. I'm thriving 24-7, right? Yes, so yes. I'm always doing something. Yeah. But I do make time, even though people don't believe me when I say it, I do sleep. And I do make time <laughs> to work on the things that are important to me because I prioritize those things up yes. front. That's where my two weeks is really important because I prioritize my next year. And I don't mm. make these huge lofty goals like I used to. I break it down to two or three main goals that I want to achieve the next year and then those things that I have to do to achieve it. So there's no easy way to get around it. You just have to make the time. You have to put the time on your calendar and you do not allow anyone or anything to take away from that time unless it's an emergency. She just don't mm. allow it. It's just so it's just like anything else. You make the time for what you want to do. Do you want to make the time for you? Or do you want to continuously walk around in this world feeling like you don't add any value and don't know why you're here? Where mm. if you did know that, you would get up every morning. It's a totally different feeling. You would get up every morning with this feeling of, ah, oh, I know what I'm on this earth to do, and you're fulfilling it with every interaction. So it's up to you. Is your job more important than you? Is that paycheck more important than you or are you the most important thing to you? Mm. Oh, I love that, Paula. I love that so much. Um, and it speaks to your previous point also around being intentional and paying attention to the aspects that you actually care about, but also the aspect of you above sometimes all else or all other things, if possible, to give yourself the space to do that. Obviously, the journey to where you found yourself hasn't been easy. The journey to building the brand or coming to that point of authentic, that, that, that lived experience and sharing and encouraging and motivating others to do the same hasn't possibly been easy. But what, have, what were some of the lessons or what are some of the lessons that you've learned in building the brand, the, the highs and the lows, the things that we don't, we don't see? All we see is the mind, body, soul now, you know? Right. You don't see all the blood, sweat, and tears that went exactly. into the mind, body, and soul, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, lessons learned. Be true to who you are. Do not let other people define you. Mm. You define who you are. And don't let other people put limitations around what you can or cannot achieve. I've had people say to me, you're doing too many things. And that's you could be even more successful if you did one thing. I'm not a one-thing person. That's not the talents and the skills that I have. That might work for you. That doesn't work for me. I'm very versatile. And I didn't. I don't have all this knowledge for no reason. There's a reason mm -hmm. I have it. So yes, I work in many different areas. And I work in all areas that I love. And maybe if I focused on just one and just had one market segment, yeah, maybe I might be a billionaire right now, but I wouldn't be happy. It's not yeah. about the money always, right? And we see that all the time where people who have tons of money and you're like, if I had that amount of money, I'd be living great. I'd be happy. And they're miserable, right? So you have to do something that's fulfilling. So do not let people put limitations on what you can or cannot do. And don't let people define who you are. You define who you are. Another mm -hmm. thing that's been hard for me, and this still is a challenge for me. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I've got this figured out because I don't. Social media. Yes. <laughs> I watch some people who I follow with all of these subscribers, right? Likes, follows, mm. they got like 10,000, 50,000, a million people. Mm. And I'm sitting at like 78. 
a hundred if I'm lucky, right? <laughs> and so a lot of times what you do is you take those likes and you take those follows and you equate that to success. So if I had more people mm. listening to me, if I had more people following me, I'd be more successful. That means I'm making it. Not necessarily. Because at the end of the day, if you've influenced just one person, you've just helped just one person, you've done something great. That's the first thing. You got to remind yourself that. And again, like I said at the very beginning, you are not for everyone. So not yeah. everyone's going to follow you. So I'm not drama filled. What I found is a lot of people like more negative than positive. So if there's negative and there's drama, oh, or if there's gossiping or things like that, oh yeah, people are going to be all up in that because that's where they want to spend their time and their energy. That's just not where I want to spend my time and my energy. Mm. I want to spend my time and my energy elsewhere where I'm, I'm giving that positive light. And if that means that I don't have as many followers, or as many likes, then that's just not what I'm supposed to be. But don't let social media necessarily influence how impactful you are to other people. Now, it does depend on the industry that you're in as well. But you can't let that deter you from what you know you're supposed to to do. And you're always going to have skeptics. Yes. Or as people, you people might call them haters. You're always going to have that, right? <laughs> when I started sure. as a BA martial artist, I had skeptics. I had one person say they weren't even going to come to my session. I uh, told a friend of mine and a friend of mine said, no, you need to go listen to Paula Bell. And now she's one of my greatest supporters. She was Love very it. skeptical. She's like, huh? Because they, they saw me dressed in my gi. So they thought yes. I was in a costume, number one. It's not a costume. It's my official martial arts co- thing. So I think people yeah. didn't know that I actually studied martial arts. So they thought mm. I was in a costume and I was making this thing up. Was, no, this is real to me. You know, this is something that I, I do it for life protection. And so I had skeptics. And you're going to have that. When you build mm. your brand, some people might be skeptical about it or whatnot. The biggest thing I learned, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. It matters about what you think about you. So if you know what you're doing, is what you were called to do, what you were destined to do, what you're supposed to do. People might think you're crazy. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Just continue to do it. I'm quite sure if you look at any of the innovators from back in the day, from even creating the light bulb, from creating a lot of the stuff that we have, I'm quite sure people thought they were crazy. People probably thought that you failed a hundred times. Why do you keep trying? You need to stop. This isn't going to work, right? But they didn't stop. They kept going. They went against the status quo. They went against Mm -hmm. what people were saying about them and they created that light bulb. And now we have lights and they created all these other great inventions. So you're always going to have those as you're building your brand and as you're figuring yourself out, you're always going to have those skeptics, but don't let those skeptics now make you have limiting beliefs about yourself. Don't let Mm -hmm. that go into you. So make sure you, you have positive affirmations. You're talking positively to yourself you're around positive environments, you're building yourself up and you're motivating yourself, you're around people who can help you do that. And as you build your brand, don't be so hard on yourself, be gentle with yourself, you're going to make mistakes. Your Mm -hmm. brand is not always going to come out the way you want it to. Um, I've had some people when I've done speaking engagements who still follow me to this day, I've had some of the feedback not be the greatest saying, you know, Paula didn't hit the mark on this one where about 95% of other people said I did, right? You always have those individuals, you you hit them different. It resonates different. Mm. Just take that feedback and keep it moving. Uh, take the feedback that you know you need to take and keep it moving because you're not, every topic you do or every interaction you have may not be for everyone and that's okay. Um, and it's really hard for us perfectionists who want to be perfect in everything, who want everybody to like us, right? Yeah. Who wants everybody to just you know, love everything that we're doing. I'm one of those people. So if you're out there, I'm one of you. I'm this perfectionist who wants everybody to like me and everybody does not like me and I am not perfect, Mm -hmm. right? So I have to remind myself Mm -hmm. of that. So 
though I, I believe I've built a pretty strong brand, my brand is known and people are actually buying my brand now, which is crazy to me that I, I have a brand, right? Uh, it, it's, it's great to, to see that, to see the support, but just know that it, it takes time. It's a work mm. in progress. You're a work in progress and be gentle with yourself. Be kind. Mm. Don't be hard on yourself because we all have our flaws and we all have our crosses to bear. So just bear them with grace as much as you can. And when you fall, just get right back up and keep it moving. Uh, great words. I'm going to remember that one. Just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. <laughs> keep it moving. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hear your voice, Paula, in my head. Um, Paula, for those wanting to start their brand, maybe they don't know where to start. Maybe they're in the middle of things. Maybe they're at the what they believe is the end of the brand. What words of encouragement did you give to listeners? Okay, so I got to do a shameless plug. If you're that lost, contact me. <laughs> Let what? me help you. Okay. All right. So back to encouragement. <laughs> Let me help. No, I love it. <laughs> so back to encouragement. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I would say. And some of it I've already said, but I mm. just want to reiterate these points. Self-reflection and introspection is key. So even if you're lost or in a rut, there there are resources out there that can help you. I mean, there are people who focus on helping people build, build their brand and marketing themselves and life coaching. So you might need some additional help in that regards. But nobody can really define your brand but you. So you have to know who you are, especially when you're talking about a personal brand, you have to know yeah. who you are. So take the time to understand who you are, get into that silent place, dig deep, figure out what makes you happy, figure out what fulfills you and figure out what your pur- your purpose is. And then as you begin to figure that out, it will come. You'll start to define what that brand looks like to you, what you want people to know you as and what you want to be known as, as you navigate through this thing called life. And in this world that keeps throwing us curveballs and all mm-hmm. sorts of crazy things that, that come, you definitely have to be true to yourself. Do not build your brand off of what somebody else told you your brand should be. I cannot reiterate that because you're not going to be able to walk in it because yeah. you didn't really build it. It's somebody else's ideal of who you are mm-hmm. and you don't want that. So you need to define it for yourself and you need to determine uh, what you want that that brand to be. So think of it this way when when you're thinking about building your personal brand and and how to start it when you leave this world and have passed on what do you want people to remember about you what do you want to leave on this world as a legacy now when people hear legacy a lot of people automatically go to monetary hmm. legacy doesn't have to be monetary it's not about how much money you leave for the generations behind you or for other people. It's more like what impact have you left on this world? When you think of people like Maya Angelou or Cicely Tyson or some others who are known for Maya is known for her poetry and her poetry lives on and will live on forever and ever and ever. That's the impact she left. Cicely Tyson, if you think about her and how she would her when she was an actress and she just passed away recently, but she was a barrier breaker mm. for so many women of color. 
right? To see her even up until she died, this woman was still acting yeah. and acting great. And you yeah. could feel the emotion off of the screen, mm. right? Because Cicely knew who she was. Cicely knew what her purpose was. Maya knew who she was. Maya knew what her purpose was. Maya knew the impact of words and mm. how words can really change a situation and it could help individuals, right? They knew their purpose. That's what you want to leave behind. When I am gone from this world, I would hope that what people will say about me is that I inspired them, I motivated them, I encouraged them, and I was authentic in it mm. and genuine in it. That's what I want to leave behind. That's way more than any amount of money can give anybody. When you make an impact like that, you've really arrived, in my opinion. That's just mm. my opinion. But that's what I would say, so what sort of impact and legacy do you want to leave on this world? And that is your brand. Yeah. That is your brand. So think about that. And that hopefully will help you to determine what it is you want to do and how you want to present yourself. Such great words of encouragement, Paula. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, we've actually reached the end of our show. So we're on our last question and we ask all our guests this very important question, Paula. So which woman do you want to have at your dinner table and why? I, oh, jeez. I, <laughs> I can only choose one. <laughs> no, you can choose a few. Choose as many. It's a dinner table, right? <laughs> I, I already told you two. If I could yes. have had my, if I could have been in the presence of Maya Angelou and um, Cicely Tyson, that would have been huge for me. Mm. Another person is Michelle Obama. Uh. Not be, not necessarily just because she was the first lady, but if you watched any of her documentaries, some mm. of the things that she had to overcome and the adverse adversity and now looking at her with such grace and elegance and how many people look up to her, especially yeah. young women of color is mm -hmm. so amazing. I, I would love to have that sort of impact on our youth and on our people. And I would just love to talk to her and just have a conversation with her. And then this one might surprise you. Uh, another person I would like to have at my dinner table is Sandra Bullock. Interesting. <laughs> Tell me so more. During, yeah, so during COVID, I gained enormous respect for Sandra Bullock. So mm -hmm. I always have loved her movies. I have, yeah. like, I love Sandra Bullock as an actress. But she also has a daughter who is a person of color. She has a little, mm. a little black, black daughter mm. and she was doing a documentary and she was, um, she was actually doing an interview and her daughter popped up and she just introduced her daughter and how beautiful she was and everything. And, and Sandra did a lot with helping with, um, areas that were dealing with poverty and having some challenges during COVID and uh, schools, I believe, I believe it was school systems. I think it was one school system. Don't quote me on that though, mm. but I know she had helped an organization and she had given some money for underrepresented um, individuals so that they could continue on and do what they needed to do. And just to see her heart, to see her break down and cry on TV as she was talking about some of this stuff and the impact mm. it's had on her. And as she's raising, Yes. You know, her, her own daughter. And I don't know, I can't remember she has more than one, but I, I do know I saw, I saw a daughter and the things that I'm quite sure she has to go through with raising a daughter that doesn't look like her, yep. right? That, that, that has to go through some of these atrocities that, that we see. Just seeing her love and her genuine care and just how she interacted, not seeing her on stage 
was huge to me. I would love to just have a conversation on with her on what's your why behind that? Why, why have you done that? Why, why is this so important to you? And why do you have a heart in this mm-hmm. area that you have a heart in? So I would love to have, if I could have four of them at my table, that would be cool. We don't even have to eat. I want to talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And such a great table, though. Such a great table. Such interesting voices also. Different Mm -hmm. voices at the table. I love that. But that actually brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you, Paula Ball, for sharing your story. It's been a great joy listening to it. I always enjoy our interactions, but it's so great to hear the evolution of Paula Ball in this episode (laughs) and to the listeners i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did so where can listeners connect with you paula well yeah i think the easiest way right now is to hit me up on my website because everything is on my website every Mm. social media handle so instead of me trying to list them all because i can't remember them all (laughs) i would say go to paulaabell.com now make sure it's two a's in the middle of there www.paulaabell.com if you just go to paula bell you're not gonna get me so it has to be (laughs) paulaabell.com and then at the bottom in my footer it has all of my social handles on facebook twitter and it hasn't even broken out now between the ba martial artist and ninja p fitness so i have like nine different social media handles going on right now all over Mm. the place but it's broken out but that's the best way to connect and you can contact me through that platform as well if you want to talk further Mm. fantastic thanks paula To support the show, don't forget to subscribe to Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or recommend this show to a friend. We'll be back in your ears next month. Until then, be bold, be brave, be inspired. Her Bold Story, in proud association with 168FM.